Hi, Satellite Sisters. We're excited to announce our new weekly newsletter, Pep Talk. That's right. It's happening. A little pep talk in your inbox on Fridays starting in August. Every issue will be short and sweet with podcast highlights, our recommendations for books, TVs, and films that are going to keep you entertained, plus recipes and other, you know, tidbits. And of course, there'll be a little pep talk because we all need that right now, don't we? It's the perfect newsletter to enjoy and then share with your satellite sisters and misters. You can find sign-up links all over the place, on our social media, on our website, on our Facebook, on our Instagram. We would love to have you sign up for Pep Talk now. Thanks. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a satellite sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. It's great to be with you today. It's the beginning of our 21st season, which that's like longer than cats, I think. Is it longer than cats? Broadway? Yeah, I, I didn't had to like refer to cats and us. No, <laughs> I, I don't think that's a that's good, Land. That's not the kind of creative direction we want to go in. <laughs> I'm Leanne Dolan. Uh, I'm the youngest of the sisters, uh, and I'm I'm also the most immature. And <laughs> I live in Pasadena, California. I'm married. I have two sons who are out of college. This is the first year in decades decades that I don't have any kids going back to school. And I picked a mighty fine year for that. Uh, I'm a writer and producer and happy to be here. How about you, Liz? Uh, yep. This is Liz Dolan. I am the middle sister. I am in Bend, Oregon. This is my last summer episode uh, in my closet in Bend, Oregon. I'm going to miss sitting here with all of my Brooklyn and teats, <laughs> sheets and towels. <laughs> <laughs> nice but yeah but anyway i'm just uh here in uh in my closet uh with my dog hooper julie okay well i'm julie dolan i am the oldest sister leon loves to remind me of that i live in dallas texas i'm married i'm in my closet with my dog oliver he's actually he's got his giant head all over my show notes so we'll just see how that goes today I'm an empty nester. I've lived and worked all over the world, and I have five grandchildren, so I'm the official Nana on the show. And I call myself Urban Nana because um, some of my grandchildren live in Brooklyn, New York. Um, but uh, I do, as we start the show, I want to send our best, our satellite sister best, to all of our friends in Louisiana and Texas that were impacted by Hurricane Laura. No one should have to deal with a natural disaster and a pandemic at the same time. And we are just sending you, you know, good spirits. Mm -hmm. Also, All we want to get really. And also, we want to give a satellite sister shout out to one of our longtime listeners, Beth Welshones, who has some health issues. Feel better, Beth. That's what we have to say. And that's how we're going to start the show. Leon. Okay. We also on the show today, we have a lot going on. Uh, we're going to tell you a few things about how the summer went for the sisters. Julie and Liz, you have reports. Julie, you did stuff. Liz, you didn't. Excellent. Good. <laughs> okay. Just sum that up. 
Uh, we're going to talk about the death of Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. It hit a lot of people on a lot of different levels. Uh, someone who was diagnosed with colon cancer, it was just a stunner to me. So, um, I want to talk a little bit about that. Liz, you have some really personal remembrances of former uh, Georgetown basketball coach, John Thompson, who died this week. That's right, Leanne. I worked with Coach Thompson because he was on the board of directors of Nike when I was a senior executive there. So over the last 24 hours, a lot of us who worked with Coach Thompson have been sort of exchanging emails and remembrances. And I got one that I thought particularly that I would want to share with the Satellite Sisterhood. Or Julie, you're on the education desk this fall. You're self, self-proclaimed our secretary of education. Yeah. Uh, so you have a couple of things that you're talking about in terms of parenting and education. Uh, and we'll be talking about that later. College and pandemic parenting, right? That's exactly right. One group that I think is really trying to make some lemonade out of some lemons. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you about it later. All right, we had the big finale of Cooking with Liz. Um, so, Liz, you're going to just relive some of the glory of, of that. You got some very inspiring responses to your Facebook post, too. It was fun to read. And we have a couple of entertaining sisters' um, recommendations. And oh, we're announcing the plans for the fall, like what's going to be happening uh, this fall. So you're going to want to stay tuned. What a show. Yeah. What a show yeah, first together. of all, we've got plans, you know. Yeah. We don't always have plans. No. Sometimes we just go to week to from week to week, but we felt like we really needed to embrace fall 2020 in an optimistic, positive way. So, yeah, you're going to hear about that. All right, we're, September we're, 1. Here we go. All right, Jill. So, how was your summer, Jill? How was uh, well, your month? you know, I had a we had a summer vacation. We were on hiatus, and I had two big new adventures that I wanted to tell you about. Um, now, uh, I you know, I we we were in Colorado. We had to travel back to Texas. Um, and that's almost a two day trip. And, uh, my son and daughter-in-law came up with some scheme that we would go camping. Um, uh, uh, you know, rather than stay in a hotel, we would camp somewhere on our way back to Texas. Now, I think I've established if you're, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time that I'm really up for a lot of activities outdoors, right? I mean, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy hiking. I enjoy winter sports. Uh, I'm outdoors a lot, but I, I like camping. I have a no camping rule, okay? <laughs> I just, I, I am happy to spend all day, even most of the evening outside. But at the end of the day, I want a bed and I want a bathroom, and I want to be inside. Okay, so that's it. I have a no camping rule. But I was under a lot of family peer pressure, okay, because they really wanted to go camping. And I, I was fine to stay in a hotel. But they came up with a scheme, and they said they found a place uh, outside of Red River, New Mexico. And this is, in the winter, it's a cross-country ski area. Uh, uh, but in the summer, they rent out the yurts. Now, uh, you both know what a yurt is, right? Yes. Okay. You but it's know worth these, explaining. It is a, that you find these a lot in Central Asia. They are round, they're, they're a, a round hut with a domed top. Uh, and these yurts, uh, they use as warming huts uh, for the skiers in the winter, but in the summers, they've got them outfitted uh, with some futons and some pots and pans and a couple of lanterns, and you can camp out in the yurt. And they got a porta potty. So 
so that's what we did. Uh, and I have to say, it really was pre pretty good because you're up off the ground, okay? You're I think that's the key, Julie. I think yeah. the one thing I don't like about camping is really the sleeping on the ground part of it. Yeah. I mean, there's just, you're never, you're never, you know, I mean, you're still in a sleeping bag. Okay. And my face was still freezing cold all <laughs> night long. And nice. my dog was, you know, the dogs really didn't know how to settle down in a yurt. So like every like three hours, my dog was licking my face. So that, that <laughs> was not so great. But I have a, so I have a new rule though. You know, I, I was way outside my comfort zone. I really wasn't looking forward to this. I was trying to be, you know, a good trooper about it. And I, you know, I wanted to be with my grandchildren. I certainly felt like it was a good, safe way to, to travel. I mean, we had to hike a mile to get to the yurt. So we, we weren't around anyone else. So that, that part of it seemed good. So uh, my big learning, Leanne and Liz, was have yurt, will camp. I guess that's so. That's what I. That's nice. What I say. Right? Okay, life changing, potentially okay. life changing. Okay, so that that's my first big, you know, uh, learning over the last month. And I think even though it, it's a small one, I think we just have to, you know, just celebrate these small things. The other thing that I'm really excited to tell you about is that I've taken up kettlebelling. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. okay. Well, right when at the beginning uh, of, you know, in March, uh, when everybody else was online ordering masks and gloves, my husband start, started ordering kettlebells because he realized he was not going to be able to go to the gym. Uh, he does a lot of exercise with kettlebells. And so he started uh, madly ordering a lot of kettlebells. But here's a little known fact, sisters. Um, there is a worldwide kettlebell shortage. Did you know this? That apparently I, I, I have seen articles. Yeah, I have seen articles. This equipment is in short supply. Yeah, yeah. like it's just like you can't get them. They had a very delicate supply chain and it totally broke down when everybody, um, you know, everybody started ordering kettlebells. So we've had kettlebells arriving at our house just randomly over this the last <laughs> six months, you know, and they're not light, you know, some are big, some no. are heavy, but there they are. And so I, we have a whole collection. So I just started swinging those things and yeah. kind of enjoying it. I, I think it's, uh, I've added, added that to my daily routine to do some kettlebelling. So two things, yurting and kettlebelling. <laughs> Nice. And that's that's my full report. Okay, you got you know you got to take your wins day, you find them. Other, I'm sorry, Liz. I talked over you. Go ahead. What'd you say? I was just saying you have to take your wins where you can find them. Julie, <laughs> good for you. Yurts and kettlebells, two good things. Well, the other day we got a package misdelivered to our house, and I thought, okay, I'll just bring it down to the neighbors, three houses down. I'm like, what the heck? It was like 50 pounds of kettlebells literally 50 pounds of kettlebells i yeah. read the outside and i was like struggling to get it to the car i was just gonna walk it down oh and then i could barely make it up their front step i just dumped it like halfway up the driveway i was like yeah no our ups oh. guy does not is really mad at us because <laughs> yeah. yeah and i'm sure you're not the only house getting all of that stuff well i thought i would start normally you know i would start like our first show back after a summer off beginning of new season with a, what i did on my summer vacation but you know this year is just that kind of year sisters i'm, I'm gonna start with what i didn't do over my summer vacation oh. because 
there were there were a few things I was pretty sure I was going to complete. And especially because I left Santa Monica at the end of June. I packed a bunch of stuff in my car and I knew I would be up here in Bend, Oregon, you know, for a month or two. And I also knew that a lot of the work I had been scheduled to do this summer was canceled, you know, like the Olympics, things like that were not happening. So I was like, okay, wide open. I'm going to get an unbelievable amount of stuff done this summer. So I just wanted to mention three things that I um, did not accomplish. Number one is I created for myself before I left Santa Monica, like a box of docs, I'll call it. You know how Queen Elizabeth, um, you know how Queen Elizabeth in, in Netflix, do you liken yourself to the queen, my sister? No, Elizabeth. I'm saying that she gets that box every day, right? And you see her opening her box and reading things and signing things. Yes. So I thought, yes. okay, I should just put all my important documents in a box and then I can work through the box. And so I don't know about you, but on my desk at home, I have this giant pile of things. Like when I open stuff, I think, oh, I'll read that later. I'll work on that later. I'll do that later. So I took the entire pile and I put it in a, uh, of course, in a FabFitFun box because they're the best. <laughs> they are good. They're great boxes. And they're so attractive too. And, yeah. and they're attractive. And then when I got here, I put it right on my desk. Uh, I have a nice desk in my bedroom here in Bend. And I thought I'll just work through this box all summer this will be super organized of me so um how many how many times do you think i opened that box well zero times i opened that box <laughs> zero times so now i am it's on the verge of packing up to go home and i'm like really i'm going to now i'm going to just carry this box of docs all the way home again it's i'm i'm discouraged in myself that i didn't even i i don't even know what's in there anymore you know once it's <laughs> <laughs> two or three months old, how timely could it be? So that was number one. I did not do that. Uh, number two is it was pretty obvious early on in 2020 that this was the summer to learn how to give yourself a pedicure, right? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. This, this was it. Well, I did not do that. <laughs> I did manage to buy a nail clipper and kind of hack away at my toes. Oh gosh, don't even, oh, I can't, oh. I know. Yeah, we've yeah. seen cooking with Liz. <laughs> so we're a little worried about what your toenails look like. Don't, don't tell us. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. It, that was the best I could manage to do was sort of keep my toenails, but it really helps you appreciate that there's so much more to a pedicure than that. So yeah, uh, yeah. so my feet are not presentable. Uh, and I would say that the Fred Flintstone effect is really heightened by the fact that I've been mainly in my backyard all summer and often barefoot. So the bottoms of my feet are pretty heinous. Definitely the Fred Flintstone uh, look. So I don't know how I ever get back from where I am right now with my feet. But anyway, I, I failed to I failed to do, accomplish that this summer. Well, this it, this is really quite a cheery report. So I, wow, can't for, yeah. I can't wait for item number three on the list. <laughs> okay, so item number three, this was another thing. When I was packing to leave Santa Monica, um, well, first let me say, yesterday is when I started getting my car ready to drive home. Oh, one bright note, I did get an oil change. 
you know, I got all that done yesterday. So wow. major score. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you very much. Though this oil, this oil change place I went to, it was like, you know how when you walk into a sushi bar, they all the sushi chefs kind of yell like, hey, hey. Yeah. 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 That's what they were doing at this oil change place. Like they have, <laughs> they have some kind of gimmick that's like, hey, oil. Every time they did something new to my car, everyone cheered. I, I, I don't know. But the good news was they let you just sit in your car now. You don't have to go into the stinky waiting room. So that was good. Anyway. Maybe you, maybe they do pedicures there. Maybe that. <laughs> hey, pedicures. Yeah, that would be great. Anyway, so as I was starting to clean out my car yesterday, getting ready for the drive home, I realized that I have a big rug rolled up in the way back. And um, so this was a dirty runner I had at home in Santa Monica. And I, I had meant to drop it off at the cleaners before I left. And then I didn't have time. So oh I thought, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Liz. I mean, I, I can't. If people are listening and they forget that you had, like, major jobs at major corporations. I know, like, controlling million dollar yeah. things. And, like, you are go, 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 go all the time running projects. Yeah. And then well, the rug in the back of your car is what trips you up. Okay, Liz. Well, you know, so I didn't really have time to drop it off at the cleaners before I left. So I thought, huh, I'll just leave it in the back of my car. I'll bring it to Oregon. I'll have it cleaned there. It will probably be cheaper in Oregon. And then I'll bring it home. That's the advantage to driving places, sisters. You can just <laughs> you can just throw a lot of crap in the back of your car. So it's, it's a really slippery slope there, Liz. That's <laughs> a very slippery slope. It did seem like a good idea at the time, but the one thing I forgot to do was take it to a cleaner when I got here. Yeah. So essentially, one thing I did accomplish this summer is that I drove a dirty rug a thousand miles here, <laughs> and now I'm driving a dirty rug a thousand miles home. So uh, you could count that as an accomplishment, but I am a little disappointed in myself. Anyway, those are the top three things I did not do this summer. Wow. Okay. You... <laughs> You got to get it together when you get back here, Liz. That's all I, I can say. Because yeah. you know, feet like that don't fly in Southern California. I know. You can get away with those feet in Bend, Oregon. Not exactly. in Santa Monica. No, no. right. I know, Leanne. I know. I, okay. I'm having trouble setting goals. This is something I know we're going to talk about later in the season. Because it's, it's hard when time has no meaning anymore to set goals and get them done. Right. So It is, uh, yeah. Okay. So I did want to mention one thing, though. One of the things I do do is I monitor the show and I get a report every week on on downloads and new reviews. And so I would like to say thank you to Margie. Margie posted a review of our show where she just said, thanks, sisters, for staying so fresh and positive. You are handling 2020 very impressively. So Margie. Thank you, Margie. Margie. Apparently, she hadn't heard this report yet. <laughs> yeah. So. Sorry, Margie. Thank you, Margie. I would, you know, it, I would like to say it does take focus. And I think the, the key word here is intentional, right? That's the cool word everybody uses now. We do very intentionally try to lead with optimism. So thank you for noticing, Margie. And for anyone else who would like to be like Margie, please feel free to post a very positive review of our show wherever you want. Liz, that does roll right into our fall preview. Uh, as Margie has noted, fresh and positive, those are some great words. And we did sit down and decide, okay, this is going to be a long haul this fall. Uh, stuff is happening in the world that's rough. 
Uh, we have a lot of tensions there. People are nervous and tired and uh, some people are sick and we want people to stay up and to stay positive, uh, but to be realistic about what we're all facing. So to that end, we really decided what can we do this fall to be helpful to the satellite sisterhood and misterhood? How can we bring information that is both positive and helpful, but pertinent in this time? And so we have a couple of special series coming up. We're looking forward to October, or should we say Locktober? <laughs> October. That's the Ladies big and idea. Gentlemen. Locktober. That's the big idea. We're still laughing. <laughs> it's a, a funny joke, Lan. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. It's a special series of interviews to get you up, get you going, and get you through. We're going to be talking to experts in the health and wellness fields about all kinds of topics from getting back on track nutritionally and fitness-wise, mental health, Liz mentioned goal setting, things like that. We want to be a place where you can turn to like get up, get going, and get through this, and that's happening in October. Uh, we have a bunch of ex special projects we're working on and interviews with various people that we'll be doing. So we're looking forward to that. We're happy to welcome Claire Tansy back to Satellite Sisters. She was a favorite for her cookbook, Uncomplicated. She helped Liz through cooking with Liz. And Claire is going to be back in September. Her new book is called Dinner Uncomplicated. So there you go. We've got your meal planning set. Uh, just pre-order Claire's new book and you'll be good to go September 29th. And then starting next week, uh, Julie came up with the idea. Let's go back. Instagram, Facebook contest. We love a good contest here at Satellite Sisters. We do. With we do. With, we, with we have, we're going to have some fun with this. This is, you know, small accomplishments. What you've done. What, what did you make something? You know, we're, we're going to, we'll, we'll tell you all about it next week. Right. Right. More details next week. But if you've been doing any special projects or learning special skills, you're going to want to document those. And then we'll give you all the details next week. So we are thinking about you. We have some stuff planned for the, this fall that we hope brings a smile and a pep talk to your life. That's mm -hmm. what we're thinking about, right, mm -hmm. sisters? Yes, we're yeah. determined about this, right? I think that's a determined to uh, be optimistic. Yep. All right. Thank you, Julie. Thanks, Liz. Okay. <laughs> Liz, good luck on that drive home. <laughs> with, with the rug and your feet and that box. Ooh. I mean, that's it's just, you know, it's just a summer 2020 thing, but fall is going to be so much better. I can already tell, especially once I get to October. I'm going to be just really accomplishing a lot. There you go. All right. We are going to take some time now to thank a couple of sponsors who support the Satellite Sisters podcast. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> In no their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going, oh. like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. 
Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer, and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen, <laughs> and it's a, infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed, so it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Okay, we are back. Uh, Oh, boy. Sad, sad news on Friday. Sad, shocking news that the actor Chadwick Boseman had died at age 43 And when that news alert came up on my phone Friday night, I thought, oh, boy, oh, I hope it's not COVID. And then when I clicked through and I saw that he had died from colon cancer, (gasps) it was a shocker. It just I started shaking. I mean, Mm -hmm. he is an actor. You know him from the Black Panther, of course. He portrayed Jackie Robinson in the wonderful movie 42. Thur, uh, the you know, Thurgood Marshall uh, in the in the movie Marshall. It's just a. By all accounts, from everyone that's worked with him and known him a long time, just a decent, wonderful, thoughtful actor who made really intentional choices about his role and his life, such an inspiration, you know, gave wonderful speeches and really meant so much to so many people for so many different reasons. A very, very sad death. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So young. So young. Mm-hmm. Right. And colon cancer. I no wonder, you know, because you've just been getting through that yourself. Like, yeah. I can see why that really shocked you. It was surprising. And, you know, I felt very lucky. I feel lucky all the time that mine was detected early. It was stage one. It was a surgical solution. Um, but what I think surprised people was that he was so young. And here's just some truths about colon cancer, uh, you know, because that's how I'm coming at this. I know other people are looking at it like he's their role model for their young sons and daughters and things like that. But just a few things. Um, more people under the age of 50 are getting colorectal cancer. You know, it's something you think of as a post 50 thing. We joke about the colonoscopies, but now even the American Cancer Society says that those mandatory colonoscopies should start at 45 now, not 50. Uh. That percentage of people under 50 that get it, uh, it's risen to 12.2%. So that's not insignificant. It means, you know, more, more than one in every 10 cases of colon cancer is someone under 50. And what happens is because doctors aren't looking for it, patients aren't looking for it. You may not go to the doctor right away if you have signs because you're not even thinking about that. Um, people like Chadwick Boseman tend to be diagnosed at later stages. So by the time he was diagnosed, he was diagnosed at a stage three, 
Like it, it meant that he already was having symptoms. I mean, I'm not his doctor, but I'm guessing he was having symptoms and that's why he went in. And as opposed to someone like me, I wasn't having any symptoms and I was stage one. So it was a surprise. But if you're already feeling something, pain, having blood in your stool or something like that, that's definitely a sign to go in. It could mean that you'd be diagnosed at a later stage. And colon cancer does affect African-Americans and Hispanics at a higher level. So I just wanted to put that out there. If you have someone in your life who is under 50, it doesn't mean that their symptoms aren't important and they shouldn't go get checked out. And I've just seen, uh, I'm on a couple of Facebook groups for colorectal cancer patients. And I've just, the outpouring has been amazing. It's really, really touched people very deeply that this is how he lost his life. And one of the other things people might not know about colon cancer is the uh, chemotherapy that um, is used for colon cancer patients does not make you lose your hair. So that's, oh, so that's why we never saw that he was sick. Yeah. Because he kept working and made many of these movies while he was what, under treatment. Right. Yeah. So, and that's, that's one of those things that's discussed pretty regularly there. It's sort of a, it's an ironic, it's an ironic truth because people say they can be really sick and feel really terrible, but because they have their hair and, oh, maybe they've lost a few pounds. People keep saying, wow, you look great. You look fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah, things must be going really well. And it's, it's one of those things that if you're the patient, that can be kind of hard to manage emotionally. So, uh, but for him, you know, he decided to keep this very private and uh, that was his choice. And uh, it, it sounds like, you know, it was rather sudden at the end. And I just, oh, my heart goes out to him and his family and to the millions of fans that he has out there, particularly all those African-American boys and girls who were all oh, holding the funerals and stuff. Really, really touching. Yeah. So. I noticed that our longtime listener, Tara, she posted a picture from last Halloween of like, all the kids in her neighborhood, including her own son, who were dressed as the Black Panther. Aww. You know, that like, yeah, kids just it's really, really, it, that's really yeah. a good movie, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I watched it with movie. my grandchildren. I, you know, not real a big superhero fan, you know, movie, but it was, it was really good. Yeah. 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 And if you haven't seen 42 about Jackie Robinson, oh, that's also, great. Yeah. A very complex portrayal of a very complex man, Jackie Robinson. And, you know, the Robinson family had resisted that sort of portrayal for a long time. So they actually like handpicked Chadwick Boseman to play him. So um, anyway, just just a reminder that it's, you know, un this is unfortunate that the incidence of colorectal cancer is on the rise for young people. So take symptoms seriously and see your doctor if you can. Thank you, Leanne. Yeah. So I also wanted to mention that another person we lost this week who really leaves a great positive legacy is John Thompson, the former Georgetown basketball coach. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I got to know him pretty well because he was on the Nike board of directors. So, you know, the you'd go in and you'd do these you know, big presentations to the members of the board. And it was always pretty intimidating. But John Thompson in particular, because he was so used to working with un young people, he had just a different way of framing questions, a different set of things he was interested in. And I always appreciated that about him. But he was also the kind of guy that you could contact outside of a formal board presentation and get advice from. So Yesterday, I got an email from someone who had also worked with him that reminded me of 
again, what was so great about Coach Thompson. So I just wanted to read you part of what she sent me. This came from, uh, her Her name is Liz Nealon. And at the time, she was making a television show for a children's television workshop called Ghostwriter. And it was on PBS and it was brand new. And it was a kid's literacy show designed to be really fun. So anyway, so she wrote to me and she said, um, Liz, I was thinking of you when I read about John Thompson. I was a huge fan of Coach Thompson, Patrick Ewing, and all the Hoyas. It was the honor of my life when you asked me to participate in the brainstorming session about how Nike could try to be more inclusive of girls and women. And that working group included John Thompson. I had given birth to my daughter just weeks before and was on maternity leave, but I didn't hesitate a second before coming in for that meeting. And, you know, I had sort of forgotten that that happened. It was great to get this reminder. Anyway, she goes on to say, do you remember, do you remember when he talked that day about how important it was for girls to see women competing at the highest level? To illustrate the point, he told us a story about when he was a boy and Jackie Robinson's voice would come on the radio. His mother would make them all come to that kitchen table and sit and listen to Mr. Robinson speak. Coach Thompson said that hearing a black man on the radio made him believe that he too could succeed in sports, something that had never seemed accessible to him before. He was such a wise man and a mentor to so many. So that's the end of her email. And it, but it just really, I got kind of choked up reading that because it was such a great reminder that, you know, he was very outspoken in public and people know that about him, but also in private, he was like, he was in the game. You could call him and he really wanted to, he really wanted to help. It wasn't just a, I guess the new word is performative, right? It was just, he was, he was, walking the walk and talking the talk. So, um, so thank you, Liz, for sending me that, that reminder. And to coach Thompson, I just want to say rest in power coach. Thank you. Two great men. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to turn, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, fall semester because it's September. Um, but, you know, as we all know, fall semester for most college students is not what they thought they were going to get. Right. Uh, you know, classes are virtual. Some are, you know, some people are un- under quarantine. But they had an interesting article in the New York Times about a group of, I'm just going to call them enterprising college students. Uh, and th- what they, what the New York Times identified was a trend where groups of college students that were at colleges where classes were all going to be virtual, they decided, hey, if we don't, if we can't be on campus, we don't want to be home on the couch or in our childhood bedrooms. So they were getting together in groups to rent large houses with their friends and creating sort of an off off campus living experience. Uh, and the article p- posted, you know, they had some some were very lavish, you know, for privileged kids. They had one group of MIT students that were going to Hawaii for the term. And, but they were going to be there with their laptops in Hawaii. Or Columbia <laughs> students that they wanted to be in Portland, Oregon. Um, or Harvard undergrads that they decided to rent a cabin in Montana. Um, but just, you know, they range from very lavish to much more budget-friendly things. They, they also, for students, for some students who don't have 
you know, really good Wi-Fi at their homes, that sometimes this, you know, group living where you, you know, you have good, a good Wi-Fi connection made it much more usable. So it's sort of, they were creating their own junior year abroad programs and many of these, which, okay. I thought it was really smart. I thought it was super clever. I did too. I mean, and sometimes this required the students prepared PowerPoint presentations for their parents, you know, that as to (laughs) the cost benefit analysis, but really they were creating their own learning environment. Okay. And that's what a lot of them said that they, that this is obviously a really difficult year, but they wanted to be able to experience things together and create different extracurricular experiences for them and have the opportunity of living and working in a community for a first time. So I, I thought this was really Very interesting, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you know what? It's not that cheap to live on campuses. It's very expensive. So there is a scenario by which this is certainly much cheaper than living on campus and being forced to do the the meal plan and stuff like that on campus. And you never know, Julie, those Caltech students, there's that big um, observatory there in Hawaii. Maybe they're yeah. actually astrophysics. I, they could be, land. I know. I was, But I was like, Hawaii, ooh, that's a good idea. I mean, they might have to quarantine for 14 days. But- yeah. But it's not just homes. They also, others were renting RVs, okay, which I thought, okay, Okay. they're going to go on a journey. They were doing that. Even summer camps, summer camps were getting into this because they realized they they could rent the cabins and have groups of students staying together in the cabins. So... I, you know, it's going to be a long winter in a cabin at a summer camp, though. (laughs) Well, maybe it's in a more temperate climate. Okay. I know you're into the yurts now, Julie. I I know they could like, yes, you can get a, get a yurt. Your face is cold at night, but other than that, it was pretty good. Um, But I, yeah, I do. I I thought, you know, this is, this is really something, you know, that's, that's new. It is higher ed is definitely going to be changed in some, as we've talked about on the show, uh, in a much more dramatic way. They quote one student, Daniel Campbell, who was a rising uh, senior at the University of Ottawa. And he, he said, we are mere pawns in this huge game of academia. Well, we have little or no say about what's going on or what's going to happen. So they just took control, you know, and I, I, I think at many levels, that's what people are trying to do now is to get a little more control in their lives. So I wish these students well. Um, the group in Hawaii, I would like a postcard. I want an update and I want to see your fall grades. Okay? We'll see how that goes. Okay. Um, second story that I have, sisters, uh, uh, again, about sort of coping in, in the new world. Um, the New York Times parenting um, column, which I, which I read, even though I don't have children at home, but they had a very interesting story, um, a very honest story. A woman wrote about what it was, she was living with her in-laws uh, for a variety of reasons. And I think this situation, sort of multi-generational living, uh, that's happened to a lot of people. Uh, they just, you know, have found themselves moving in with their parents and their in-laws And she wrote about like living with her in-laws really was, you know, creating some stress because she found that she was really, you know, she was trying to parent her child, 
but she found she was really trying to seek the approval of her in-laws at the same time. And so she talks about parenting with an audience. Uh, That's a good phrase. That's a great phrase. I think it is. And you can, you know, I think prior to 2020, we, you know, we would go on holidays and you could be with your in-laws or your parents and you have this very sort of isolated time where, you know, you know, you can observe parenting styles or difference in parenting styles. But when you're in it for the long haul, you see more of this and it creates sort of more stress. And I reached out to one of my satellite sisters, uh, Leslie, uh, who who you both know, and um, she currently has a, a situation where she is living with her husband, a grown son, a grown daughter-in-law, a son and uh, no grown daughter, a son-in-law, a four-year-old granddaughter, and a collection of four dogs. Uh, <laughs> you know, oh people people yeah. brought dogs. And I said, how are you doing it? Are, are you finding this kind of stress where, you know, uh, your kids are trying to parent their, you know, the grandchild uh, and you're watching? And she wrote and she said, well, first of all, it wasn't planned that she went to help her daughter for two weeks in March. You know, that's mm. that I think many of these multi-generational living um, situations you know, nobody planned or thought about it ahead of time. And then this lack of clarity about the duration of this, of the isolation, um, she said it's really hit all of them differently and that, you know, it's created moodiness and some stress. But they said the four-year-old who can be, a, you know, you sometimes want to pull your hair out, but she said she is also... Um, the one that really lifts the mood in the group, you know, that somehow, you know, being with children, uh, uh, you know, that can make them, you know, that makes them all the mm-hmm. like day-to-day stuff do it, but uh, sort of disappear. But I thought this was, you know, so um, interesting that so many, you know, so many families are fa- are facing these short-term or longer-term arrangements where they're living, uh, living with their in-laws and their parents and, you know, people, and it's creating some stress, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. can see it. I mean, it would, it yeah. but, and, and not knowing like, well, it's all going to, you know, I can manage cause I know, you know, you know, in a week we're leaving. See, right. people don't, they don't have that sense of when this is going to be over. So, um, everybody has to make a big adjustment uh, to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would love to hear from some of our listeners on how that's working for them, because you can tell in the Facebook group, there are a lot of people that have found themselves in that situation. And, and as you say, Julie, it's not like we knew in March that this was going to be as long as this will obviously be. So people made sort of short-term decisions that have now stretched into whole family strategies kind of unintentionally. So right. it's a, it's a real challenge. All right. Yeah. I would be curious too. Uh, again, very, very challenging. I would say that parenting with an audience that just sounds yes. terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's really, you know, it is, it is hard. You know, I know even this summer, I think at one moment, uh, my daughter-in-law had, to, you know, there was something was going on and she had to discipline her children. She like removed that. You know, I went in a different place. You have to let parents right. 
do what they're what they're doing but we had to create the space so that she could be the parent and i wasn't the audience which i think is <laughs> yeah. uh, is important yeah self aware very self aware yeah. of you julie way to go proud try, of you proud try you, you got to try every day got to be determined <laughs> to try all right we're going to be back with uh, the season finale of cooking with liz but mm-hmm. first we'd like to thank a few of satellite sisters sponsors Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you did. like to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. We're back. Thanks for tuning in to Satellite Sisters today. We really appreciate it. Hey, maybe you're new to the show. Uh, you just decided in September to like try a few new podcasts. So maybe you don't know that we have a new weekly newsletter, Pep Talk. That's right. It launched in August. What do you think, sisters? How am I doing with the pep talk? I, I feel I feel enlightened and pepped up, Leanne. I love all the graphics. And uh, you've had some very thoughtful things to say. So thank you, yes. Leanne. And it's super fun to read. It's like short and sweet and fun and uplifting, but is provocative in its own way. So I am really enjoying it, sister. Thank you for doing all the heavy lifting on that. Yeah, no, I'm enjoying putting it together. Right. We, I've made it like pretty simple. Pretty, you know, we've got sections. You've got your pep talk, your to-do list, some recommendations, you know, one last thought. Uh, I don't want to say it's automated, but I did it so that people could read it easily and Friday morning in their inbox and just feel a little bit of uplift. They could send it to their friends. Lots of links back to listen to the podcast or join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram or links to articles, recipes, things we enjoy. Uh, So it's not all Satellite Sister stuff. There's a lot of extra stuff in there. And this week, I want to let people know that we're going to feature our favorite Instagram accounts. So uh, that's exclusive content to the newsletter. I think that's what they told me at Newsletter Marketing School to say. So exclusive content. Exclusive content. (laughs) That you're going to get. 
uh, the Instagram accounts that Julie, uh, Liz and I enjoy following and some other great items in this week's pep talk. So if you haven't signed up yet, please do. Um, we'll have the link in the show notes, but you can also find it in multiple places on our website. In fact, if you go to the website, there's a pop-up that comes up. Uh, uh, you'll get it there. There are many links all over the page and the contact page, almost everywhere in the website. Also on our Facebook and Instagram, you can find it. So uh, we'd love to have you sign up for Pep Talk and join us. Look for it in your inbox Friday mornings. And if you can't find it in your inbox, look in your spam. I swear, <laughs> it's, it's there. <laughs> I promise you, it's there. <laughs> All right, now I want to jump in with my own bit of a pep talk. This is my Cooking with Liz shout-outs to the sisters and the misters who got on the home cooking bandwagon with me during the course of this first run of Cooking with Liz. So on Sunday, all three of us together, we hosted the first ever Satellite Sisters Sauce of the Summer episode to wrap up the summer of Cooking with Liz. That was fun, wasn't it, you guys? It was. It was fun. Yeah. (laughs) I would like to thank Michelle, listener Michelle, who noted that, you know, she's very happy at the launch of the Saucies. So that's what we're going to call it from now on, the Saucies. (laughs) In in summers to come, you're all going to be looking forward to the Saucies. Anyway, you can watch the video of that episode. Now, it's in our Facebook group. That's where it happens live. But then usually afterwards, I post it on our Facebook page and also in our Instagram feed. So it's in all of those places. And in the half hour... I also review what I learned this summer cooking. So um, maybe you learned it too. I don't know. I'd like to hear about it. Anyway, so our grand prize winner of the Saucies is Mama Capra's Marinara. So Leanne, you're going to put this recipe in pep talk this week, right? Yes, I am. That's more exclusive content. No, you can actually <laughs> find the recipe other places, but if you're still searching for it, sign up for Pep Talk. It'll be in your inbox Friday morning. Mama, you know, Mama Capra's Marinara. So not only did Mar- Mama Capra win, uh, but she also celebrated her 95th birthday last week. So that's that's just exactly the way the, these things should work out. Yes. So um The ultimate OG satellite mister, Mark Capra, my dear friend Mark, he's the one who shared the recipe uh, with us and gave me a lesson. So on Sunday, after after Mark had seen the episode, he said, Mama Capra is delighted by her award and wants to know what her prize is. So so we really hadn't thought that through yet, Mark. So I'm going to get on that. I may get, you know, you know who on the blower. Uh, but I think it might be more fun to just send a Satellite Sisters swag bag for for all of you to enjoy. So for I'm working sure. on that. Yes. So, but meanwhile, I wanted to salute all of the Satellite Sisters and Misters who tried brand new things in the cooking realm this summer, inspired by my own humble experiments, which resulted in some successes and some failures, but a lot of learnings. So, first of all, Barb Butterworth, my goodness, uh, she wrote, I love this, she said, the biggest thing you did for me was encourage me to buy a grill. I've been widowed for five years. I'm a good cook. Don't mean to brag, but it's true. But my husband was always the one that grilled. I could make a great beer can chicken, but I never tried anything else. But once you got to Bend and I saw that Tuscan grill, girl, you inspired me. So I got on the blower with Amazon and bought myself a grill. And because of what you've been doing, I was encouraged to know that if I put my mind to, I could do this. And guess what? 
I'm doing great. I've been grilling fish, pork, steaks, you know, vegetables, all kinds of things. I even did a spatchcock chicken on the grill the other day. That was awesome. So, I love that. That's really uh, yeah. I mean, Julie, don't you think you get around to spatchcocking? You yes, really, you know, you know, that's that's almost my middle name, Liz. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so congrats to Barb. Uh, Melanie, shout out to you, Melanie. She wrote just a personal note. I've been inspired so much by Liz. I went and signed up with Claire Tansy and the special online dinner cooking class. Oh she- my gosh. That's so, great. Yes. I didn't even know that was going on out there, Melanie. So thanks for the heads up on that. Maybe this fall. Mm. Anyway. And then Natalie posted, that she made poached eggs for the very first time. And you know what? So much of cooking with Liz was about doing these very simple things for the first time. It was my first time too, Natalie. Now the poached eggs were in the Clancy Miller polenta and mushroom recipe, but you know, it's very empowering to think, Oh my God, I can't poach an egg. And then you do it and you're like, I totally can poach an egg. Anyway, so uh, thank you for everyone uh, to everyone who got on the bandwagon. Maybe during our contest coming up, these are exactly the kinds of learning new things and getting them done, which might get you in, get you into the competition, right? Yeah. So thanks exactly. Yep. Yeah, Liz, I found the whole thing very inspiring. So good for you. I'm very proud of you. I, I hope you keep cooking. I hope yeah, you keep Liz, cooking. you were tenacious about it, and you yeah. have learned a lot, and you've certainly acquired some good tools now. Yes, okay? yes. Put them to use. Put them to use. I'm very excited about it. Uh, okay, it's time for entertaining sisters. We have some recommendations here. Uh, all right, I have a podcast. I am a hundred percent late to the party on 99% Invisible, which is the podcast that uses design as a way in to tell stories. It's been going on for years. It's a hugely popular podcast. I have just started listening to it based on a recommendation from my son, Colin, and I can't say enough about how much I enjoy it. So if you're looking to sort of expand your worldview without going through uh, politics or news right now, if you feel like you have enough of those on your download list, I recommend 99% Invisible. It's just fascinating how they'll take something like I listened to an episode yesterday about um, uh, a, a memorial to Franco, you know, the dictator in Spain. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and how, you know, how that was designed, but then they use that as a chance to tell you about the entire Spanish civil war that happened just 50 years ago that people don't really talk about even in Spain. So mm-hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, this is a million things I didn't know all gone in through, uh, by the window of design and architecture. So I recommend it highly 99% invisible. Okay. Well, I wanted to recommend a couple things I learned from doing my outdoor movies this summer. Remember, I told you at the beginning of the summer that I was going to get a projector and set up an outdoor movie theater so I could A, watch the movies, but also B, maybe occasionally invite people over in a socially distanced kind of way for some safe entertainment. So that's what I did. So um, a couple of big lessons. Uh, what are the best kind of movies to watch on your out in your outdoor movie uh, setup? I think it's movies that most of you have seen before and want to be able to talk about as you watch. So it's it's just ideal for that. So for me, that was 
Napoleon Dynamite. Um, this was Leo. It's a good one. Yes. Yeah. I had never seen it, Julie. I had oh. never seen it. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I know. So, so Leo, our nephew, who is 22, he was home for a long weekend, and he suggested we watch it. So Leo and our brother Dick and our sister-in-law Susan, we were all spread out in my backyard watching Napoleon Dynamite. They've all seen it many, many times. I had never seen it. So we could discuss as we went through previous times they've seen it, or I realized that's the kind of movie that gave birth to like a thousand memes, you know, things that I've seen over and over again, all the jokes about tater tots that I didn't understand, all of the, you know, (laughs) vote for for Pedro t-shirts you see around. Like I knew they were from Napoleon Dynamite, but I did not have the cultural context. So it was fun to watch that movie and just talk about it, which if, obviously if you're watching in a movie theater, you're not doing that. Even I think if I'm watching at home, I'm at a living room, I'm not doing that. There's something about being outside in a relaxed environment. So Napoleon Dynamite, great, but anything that you want to discuss. Then on the worst end of the spectrum, maybe the movies that are not that well suited to um, outdoor is movies that have a lot of scary audio that your neighbors might misinterpret. <laughs> so I'm just screams. Yes. Things yeah. like, oh, I can see that. Yeah. I do have very close neighbors on both sides, even though there are fences between us. So I think anything in the shoot 'em up category, probably not good. Loud love scenes. You don't really want people hearing that from your backyard. That could, <laughs> that could be misinterpreted. Or in my case, it was the human screaming and the raptor cries from Jurassic Park. Uh, I kept, uh-huh. I kept, yes. I kept turning down the sound, Julie, because it was alarming the neighbor dog. I think the neighbor dog. <laughs> oh, that's I, funny. Yes thought he was being attacked by uh by creatures so anyway so that with jurassic park you know you you really want to crank a movie like that up but if a lot of people are hearing that too could be misinterpreted that's all i'm saying and then the last movie thing we mentioned it earlier i did sunday night after reading about chadwick uh bozeman i watched black panther which is just such a beautiful movie i mean just visually exactly so I really enjoyed that. And you need a big, to really appreciate that. Having that on a big outdoor screen was really great. So I recommend Black Panther. So those are my top tips for outdoor movies for the summer. See, Liz, Liz. You, did, you did learn something this summer, Liz. You did accomplish things. <laughs> yes. I mean, you still got really? home with the dirty rug and the box and your feet. but <laughs> And the Fred yeah. Flintstone feet. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but you did okay, Liz. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. I feel better already. Thank you for that pep talk. <laughs> All right. That's what season 21 is all about. We're here for you, Liz. We're here for you, Satellite Sisters. Uh, That's the show for this week. We'd like to thank Sergio Enriquez for engineering and for keeping us on track. Sergio did some great work in August putting all those best of shows together. So a special thanks to you today, Sergio. We miss seeing you. If you're looking for codes or informations about the sponsors, if you're looking for some information about the sponsors, information about the sponsor you can just uh tap on the cover art liz you put the links in all the show notes right always always links to everything and it takes you right through and if there's a promo code or anything that's in the show notes yes there you go uh okay what's on the to-do list for the week jewel what do you got on your to-do list Okay, what's on my to-do list? I am starting my protest of one. I just wanted, uh, sisters, I want you to know that the next named storm for 2020, and there are already four depressions uh, churning in the Indian Ocean. 
are you ready for this? The next named storm is going to be Hurricane Nana. Can <gasps> I say that again? Hurricane <laughs> Nana. Wow. I mean, why would they do this? Why? <laughs> Nana Someone is has a, issues. Someone I, I, has issues. Leanne, Nana isn't a name. It's a relationship. Okay? Why would they do that, right? They're going to tra- traumatize my grandchildren, many <laughs> other grandchildren. What's next? Is it going to be Hurricane Mom? Hurricane <laughs> Dad? Hurricane Pop-Pop? <laughs> I know. So, Julie, okay. you're right. This seems really like a bad idea. You Very have to bad make this stop. So I have to find the committee that works up on the names. And I think Nana's of the world, we need to unite against this. Okay. I know. I, I mean, maybe too late. I'm guessing. I know it's, too, it's late. too late. I mean, they're in the Indian Ocean. Okay, <laughs> Nana's out there. Okay, <laughs> and I know for many people who have had names associated with terrible storms, I, it's a burden. But that's your name. This is my relationship. Okay, you see? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. That's well, deep. you know, maybe Hurricane Nana will just come in, whirl around, do some laundry, correct your table manners, and then leave in a huff. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's what you'll do. Okay. On my uh, to-do list, uh, I have a lot of book events in September and October. And so my number one to-do list is don't forget to show up. You know, I live in terror that I'm going to forget one of these events. And it's particularly easy uh, when they're all virtual. You don't have to go anywhere. So uh, I want to thank everybody who's signed up for all the book clubs and who's contacted me and we've arranged private book clubs and I'm doing a lot of speaking again. So I have about uh, 15 events in September and the same amount in October. So thank you so much for continuing to support the Sweeney sisters. I promise I'm going to show up, but always feel free to send me a reminder email. Never. It's never, it's never too much. It's never too much. It's never burden. Okay. How about you, Liz? Okay. Well, as I mentioned, I am starting to pack up for the drive home. And uh, this summer I've made some major investments in things like anchovy paste and horseradish. So for the first time ever, I'm taking this stuff home with me. I'm not yeah. leaving it in the in the Spice Museum or in some refrigerator drawer up here. Like the good stuff that I bought this summer, I'm I'm gathering it up now and I'm taking it home. I am leaving the buttermilk for Monica. Monica will be here right after I leave because I really don't think the buttermilk will survive a trip home. No. But the but the non-perishables, I'm taking them with me, sisters. That's it. I'm that's how committed I am uh to my uh my you know the layering of flavors as you've encouraged okay. me. Mm-hmm. There okay, you go. Thanks. Yeah. That refrigerator and bend is where condiments go to die. Yeah. So that's I'm glad you're <laughs> Yeah, clean it out. <laughs> yeah, take it. Take that anchovy paste. You're going to have umami all fall, Liz. That's what you want. More umami in your life. Can't wait. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. That's it. That's a wrap on the first show of season 21. I hope you enjoyed it. Please let us know what you're thinking about the show and our fall plans. You can always join our Facebook group. It's a private group. You can just search the Satellite Sisters on Facebook. We have a public page. And we also have an Instagram feed, at Sat Sisters. We'd like to see you in all those places. And don't forget Pep Talk the weekly newsletter. Hey, sisters, have a great week. You too, too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.